A question has been running around inside my mind over the last several days. Actually, the last few decades is closer to the real point. But recently, it has been brought clearly into focus. Why does the General Assembly assume the power to restrict the enjoyment of any right enumerated in our Constitution? Going back to 1796, the first rendition of our Constitution, it was required that each member of the legislature shall, before they proceed to business, take an oath or affirmation to support the Constitution of this state, and also the following oath. I, whoever, do solemnly swear or affirm that as a member of this General Assembly, I will in all appointments vote without favor, affection, partiality, or prejudice, and I will not propose or assent to any bill, vote, or resolution which shall appear to me injurious to the people or consent to any act or thing whatever that shall have a tendency to lessen or abridge their rights and privileges as declared by the Constitution of this state. The only difference from that day till now is that we have added that each member shall also swear or affirm to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States as well. In speaking with various legislators over the years, and most importantly just this week, I am constantly appraised that I should not expect to get the whole apple or score a touchdown on every play. I should be satisfied with a bite of that apple or moving the ball down the field. From that same document, our original Constitution, we were told in the Declaration of Rights, Article 11, under Section 26, that the free men of this state shall have the right to keep and to bear arms for their common defense. I do not read anywhere in that document any restriction on where that could take place, what kind of arms were allowed or denied, who, outside of being free, and I have to assume that meant not in jail at the time, as prisoners were not free, could enjoy that right. In those days, if they let you out of jail, you got your horse, your ability to vote, and your guns back. If the powers that be did not trust you back in public, you did not get out. It is clearly stated that those issues enumerated in the Declaration of Rights of our Constitution are God-given and removed from being denied by our government, as it says in Article 10, Section 4 of that same document, the Declaration of Rights hereto annexed is declared to be a part of the Constitution of this state and shall never be violated on any pretense whatever, and to guard against transgressions of the high powers which we have delegated, we declare that everything in the Bill of Rights contained and every other right not hereby delegated is accepted out of the general powers of government and shall forever remain inviolate. The we written is the people, not the government, not the governor, his departments, not the General Assembly. These are all people that we have hired to do our business under the contract that is our Constitution. The Constitution is a written set of hiring practices that we the people have ordained and ratified, which places limits on what government can do, denying the people who are the contract holder their listed rights to serve some personal interest or feeling is not allowed. Yet, the first gun control law in Tennessee was passed by the General Assembly in 1801, clearly in violation of that section of our Declaration of Rights and the General Assembly's oath what must be done to regain the rights intended originally? And does the General Assembly really have the power to deny our Second Amendment rights? The recent Bruin decision says only the historical traditions at the time of the ratification matter, 
Later laws that do not match what was understood by the people at the time of the founding are void and without force. The General Assembly should not be giving our rights back one bite at the time. What they have taken should be returned whole as originally recognized.